Hello and welcome. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast, and I'm your host, Chani Nicholas. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways that this week's astrology will play out for you, download the Chani app. The app is packed with astro guidance that is personalized to your unique birth chart. We give you a guide to each week's astrology, horoscopes for each planet and part of your life, detailed birth chart readings, astro magic workshops and rituals, a real-time breakdown of how the current astrology is interacting with your unique birth chart, and a library of guided affirmations and meditations. We designed the Chani app to give folks a way to work with and use astrology for healing, self-discovery, mindfulness, and to hopefully help us all manifest the world we most want to live in. It is currently only available for iPhone, but I promise you we are working as hard as we possibly can on an Android app. In the meantime, Android users can access our content by purchasing the Android workshops on our website, channynicholas.com. In this episode, we're going to talk about what is going on the week of July 25th, astrologically speaking. Before we get into it, I just want to say that the astrology of this week and next week is a little gnarly. It is one of those corners of the year that astrologers look at and shudder a little bit. I'm going to be honest. It's true. I'm not saying that every day for the next two weeks is going to be hellish, but I am saying that there's something happening over the course of the next two weeks that feels exceptionally crunchy, challenging, and possibly a little volatile. And so when I see astrology like that coming up, I just prepare. You can't prepare for everything. We're never going to know exactly how it's all going to roll out, but I'm not going to expect a party or a lot of ease when the astrology is a little challenging, but I'm also not going to be catastrophizing it. I'm just going to be with it. And I will say that this week there is a really extreme mix alongside the very challenging conversations or information or intel that comes through this week's astrology is an abundant source of what looks like a triumph or a generosity or a generativity. So both things are happening at the same time this week. It's just that the chaotic stuff might overwhelm our senses or overwhelm the storyline. So I'm going to encourage us all to focus on and lean into the places that feel replenishing, the aspects of our daily life that feel abundant or that help us to feel really well resourced, and to go there consciously more often 
then we get caught up in conversations or information or data points that disturb us. I'm not saying don't pay attention to what's going on in the world, but I am saying make sure you also are in line for the sweetness and the goodness and the replenishment that is also here. There's like an enthusiasm that's mixed into the situation this week. And that kind of like enthusiastic generosity can, again, be a really helpful and important balancing point to whatever else is going on this week and next week. The hot spot of this week is Leo. The new moon happens in Leo. Mercury is going to square Mars and the North Node and Uranus and oppose Saturn in Leo. And the sun is going to trine Jupiter from Leo. That is the wild mix of events that's all happening. It's all occurring in the part of your chart that contains Leo. So obviously for Leo risings, this is going to be a big week. But I will say that the next two weeks, everything important or jarring or abundant is happening in fixed signs mostly. The challenging stuff is happening in fixed signs. So that means that Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius risings especially are going to be met with some big moments, some choices, some clarifications, some obstacles, some opportunities to say, no, thank you. I'm going to do it a different way. If you also have a lot of planets or points in those signs, again, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, this will also be most likely a moment that is challenging for you especially if you have planets or points in those signs between about 17 and 23 degrees of, again, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius. And you can figure that out if you download the Chani app or if you already have it and you look at your chart. Go to your chart section of the app and look and see if you have any planets in those signs, especially if your rising sign is one of those signs, and then see the degree there's a little number beside the planet, see the degree and see if any of your planets are within those little spans of degrees, again, between about 17 and 23 degrees. And the other thing is, if you are a paid subscriber of the app, you can just go to your transit section of the app and look and see if you have Saturn doing anything suspicious, Mars doing anything, Uranus doing anything, or the North Node doing anything in your chart, transiting your chart, your specific planets in some way. Because those transits will be extra poignant and powerful and felt over the next couple of weeks, most likely, because they're being activated in the sky. And also, if they're being activated in your chart, you'll feel it. It'll land in your life in some kind of obvious way. And that's the trick of astrology, right? It's like, you don't have to know everything about it. But when you hear me talk about stuff, you can think about it in two ways. One is what area of life is that happening for me in? 
like what house is Leo or Aquarius or whatever we're talking about? And what are the topics of that house? And then you can also think of it in like, oh, let me go to the transit section of the app and see if these planets in the sky are actually moving over or making an aspect to other planets in my chart. Because if this is a major astrological moment, I want to know if it's impacting my actual birth chart. And the way that you can do that is to look at the transit section and it'll tell you. And in your weekly reading on the app, I talk about what areas of life this is falling in for you and what to look out for, what to work with, how to kind of buffer yourself for these next couple of weeks. So we go in detail about that this week in your readings in the Chani app. Go to the workshop section of the app and listen to your reading for the week of July 25th. This is also a new moon week. So we have a new moon in Leo. So there's all that new moon energy to this week as well. And I do want to say that new moon is gorgeous because it is trine Jupiter. So it feels like the thesis of this week is that there are new beginnings that come bringing some kind of optimistic abundance in the midst of something that feels hefty and substantial and definitely like we got to deal with this. So in a way, it seems like the astrology is resourcing us, but it is also presenting us with something to work through. Let's break this down day by day so you have a better understanding of what is going on. On Monday, July 25th, totally besides the point of most other things going on, Venus in Cancer makes a square to Jupiter. And this is always great astrology to overdo luxury, to overdo something that feels good, to overdo pleasure, <laughs> to want nothing more than ice cream, naps, and pretty things. It also can really bump up or pump up our feelings and help us to understand what we value and how to care for it. But in most cases, it'll just be like, I just want to have fun. Okay, on Tuesday, July 26th, this is where the chaos begins. And again, we might be feeling this on the 25th or even the 24th, but Mercury, planet of communication, microphone of the cosmos is going to make a square friction, not helpful, but very energetic to Mars, the planet that loves to fight and be divisive and poke things and get our blood boiling. And so it feels like these are fighting words. It feels like Tuesday brings about some astrology where conversations could get heated. Now, this might not happen in your personal life at all. You just might be noticing this in the ethers feels like there's something contentious being said, but it's not just Tuesday. On Thursday, Mercury then goes to square Uranus, planet of disruption and chaos and getting loud. So it feels like there's something volatile and loud that is being communicated. And it is disruptive, but it might also be really exciting. It might be about change. It might be disruptive in the best of ways. I will say that at this time, around this time, Mercury is also squaring the North Node because Mars and Uranus are hanging around the North Node, which, again, is a signature of extreme disruption. 
and Mercury is just picking up on it. So Mercury is just giving us information about what is needing to change, what is disruptive, what is chaotic, what is confrontational. And as Mercury squares the node in the mix of all of this, it harkens back to something about possibly eclipse season, or it tells us something that has been hidden or locked away. It is eclipse type of energy. So what has been obscured can now be heard, can now be read, can now be understood. There can be a pivotal piece of information that comes to light. Again, this could be like global or national or in terms of things happening around you. It might not be personal for you. Also on Thursday, the 28th is the new moon in Leo. It happens at 1055 a.m. Pacific time, and it is trine Jupiter. It's also square Uranus and Mars and opposing Saturn, but they're further away. Jupiter actually gets to this new moon first, which is beautiful. And a new moon in Leo is a chance to initiate our own sense of leadership. Now, the way we lead is everything. It's the way we create our life. It's the way we tell the world who we are and what we are going to go to town for, like what we're going to say, hey, this is important for me and I will go against the grain. I'll go against, you know, society. I'll go against whatever to make sure I say this is what I hold to be true. This is what I think is the right thing to do here. And the way we lead says so much about the way we actually heal ourselves. If I lead in a way that disrupts the pain or harm that was caused me, that makes sure that that harm won't befall another person or that I will try my best to make sure that is so systemically, interpersonally, etc., then I am aligning myself with the greatest source of power that there is, which is healing. We are put here to take care of each other. And great leadership centers that. A sovereign in the seat of their power spends their energy making sure that everyone in the community is taken care of and resourced and flourishing. And that is the signature of this new moon. And I will say that it doesn't feel like the community is happy right now, or there is a murmur that is befalling the crowd that feels disruptive. And so in your own sovereign state, when you think of your own life and the garden of your life that you're tending to, this week asks all of us how to show up with the most generosity possible as the leader we want to be or want to see more of in the world and to address the discontent or the discussions that are going on that are challenging with as much personal generosity as possible towards ourselves and towards the situation. What spaciousness can I give here? What understanding can I give here? What grace, if you will, can I give here? Also on Thursday, Jupiter stations retrograde. So we are now also in a moment, we're going to review what Jupiter in Aries has meant for us, 
whatever house in your chart contains Aries, we'll start to go through a review of the growth, the small amount of growth that we've made since Jupiter got here in May of this year. And then on Friday, Mercury, again, the microphone goes from that square to Uranus and the North Node, speaking about things that are disruptive and maybe were hidden up until now or pivotal pieces of information. On Friday, it goes to an opposition to Saturn, which is an absolute no. It's a really good time to set boundaries or to write about your boundaries or to think about your boundaries and to be very clear. This is a really challenging moment. Again, it feels like we're up against an obstacle, but it is exceptionally clarifying. If Saturn does anything for us, it says, hey, this is where it stops. This is this is a no. This is a hard wall. You're not going to pass it. So what else are you going to do with it? And then on Sunday, the 31st, the sun makes that complete trine to Jupiter. So it's been building over the past couple of days, which is really nice. You know, again, one level of this astrology from the 28th to the 31st, the sun and Jupiter are making this very triumphant trine. And it is a glorious moment. It feels like a total win, (laughs) except for all the other stuff that's going on. So again, it's about how to show up with a great amount of generosity, generativity, and magnanimity to difficult situations. On the same day, Mars makes a conjunction with the North Node and hunger for winning increases. But, you know, winning at what cost is the question. And then on Monday, the first, Mars makes a conjunction with Uranus. So the end of the week feels, again, like another wave of loud, chaotic breakthroughs, maybe breakdowns, maybe noise, maybe. Is it necessary? I'm not sure it's happening. So we're just going to accept it. And again, next week we go into the Mars square Saturn. And historically, these two swearing each other, opposing each other, making conjunctions in fixed signs like they have been for the last couple of years has had something to do with demarcations in the COVID cycle. So different iterations of the virus breaking through and us having to deal with some very important issues around the pandemic. So I'm going to be extra cautious around this time because historically this has been a moment where things have gotten difficult. So, you know, mask up. Masks actually work. Who knew? Okay. That is our reading for the week. Listen, because it's Mercury and Mercury's going through all of these bumpy moments. Again, I said this in the beginning, but I didn't really go into it. These are all opportunities in quotes to learn how to talk about difficult things, to learn how to have hard conversations And to learn with that sun trine Jupiter, new moon trine Jupiter situation, how to be magnanimous in the midst of chaos, how to be generous when everyone feels like there's not enough. There could be a lot of sentiments about lack this week because of that opposition to Saturn. There's most likely going to be conversations about what needs to change, which is really important. And our job is to show up to the tough talk with as much patience and as resourced as we possibly can be so that we can also be as generous as possible. That's all. Just that tall order. (laughs) But
it's worth it. This is really good work. And I do think that trine from Jupiter to the new moon and to the sun, same thing, is going to help us kind of bridge the gap. Thank you all so much. To those of you who have written a review in the App Store, we cannot thank you enough. We love to read them. We pass them around every week on Fridays. There's a company-wide email where we all get to read these reviews. And I want to share one with you that is from Indie Domini. I've never written an app review before, but I feel maybe this review can encourage someone to get this app. Get this app. Chani's app is so full of joy. It's so solar and bright. In all awareness of the structural challenges of our unjust society, without toxic positivity. Chani's meditations are with me several times a week now, and I've done so many types of meditation before. Astrology is a big and beautiful part of it, and her readings of the sky are so inspired. But this is much more. This is about awareness, about consciousness and community. I want to be Chani's friend. She is my friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you all so much. All right, y'all, sending you lots of love, so many blessings. Take good, 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 good care of yourselves and each other. Bye for now. <laughs>